Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thank How's it going? Us. Oh, sorry. On another episode of Grade Talk Podcast. That you're talking joins about Joins by Garrett Interruptus and John. How are we doing today, fellas? I'm doing well. I know our John, routine. hey, I got a question for you. Okay. Oh, sorry. Living up to his name. I'm, I, am I interrupting you guys? I'm so sorry. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Just a tad. How you guys doing? Really? We're doing really good. Oh, God, again. I'm so oh, sorry, this John. Is, this is going to be one of those episodes. <laughs> one of our patented Grave Talk crossover episodes. Crosstalk. It's going to be one of them annoying. Welcome events. back to Crosstalk, where we talk over <laughs> like each I other said. the whole time. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm excited to do our Worst in Show marathon. That's right. We're changing it up a little bit. We're going to be doing a whole month long Worst in Show, which in particular, we're looking at what? Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. Halloween and Hellraiser. Okay, the four four big franchises of the horror genre. We're looking at the Rotten Tomatoes score, figuring out which one is the worst in show, and we're going to talk about that movie and suffer through them. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, they may be good. You're we'll welcome, see. listeners. <laughs> All of the franchises were pretty clear cut of which ones are the worst. Um, as you saw on our um, Twitter, we are doing Friday the 13th, part eight. Jason Takes Manhattan, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 6, Freddy's Dead, Halloween 6, I believe that is The Curse of Michael Myers, and then we are also doing a Hellraiser movie. Now, the thing about Hellraiser is there were a couple entries that had zero ratings. Basically, no critics had like rated these movies or given them any kind of grade, so we opened up a vote. It was between Hellraiser Inferno and Hellraiser Hellseeker. And that vote is going on, well, was going on previously. Mm -hmm. And I believe based off what's happening, we should have a choice for that. And we can update you next episode. Excited? Not really. Oh, I'm sure they're both really bad. Actually, Um, I'm upset because the one that's winning is Inferno. Now, that's the Scott Derrickson one. And I was like, oh, Scott Derrickson is a dope, like, director. That's pretty cool. But Hellseeker actually has Christy from the first movies all grown up. And I want to know what happens to her, but that movie is losing. I think I know what happens, and I think you're going to be disappointed yeah. if I'm correct. I vaguely remember Hellseeker. Uh, Inferno, I remember thinking, oh, this was okay. It's just not a Hellraiser movie. So spoiler on my feelings on that movie. It's uh, the Hellraiser goes through a long period of time where they just grab scripts and go, make this a Hellraiser movie. No, not a long period. It's still happening today. <laughs> so like Die Hard movies. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, and, it, and each subsequent one seems to drift further away. But we're not here to talk about that nightmare. We're here to talk about a new nightmare. Oh, look at that fucking segue. That was the, smooth. The final nightmare, oh. according to the title. From 1991, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Wait, is this subtitle The Final Nightmare? Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, I missed that part. Which is a lie. It is, because three <laughs> years later, there's a new nightmare. True. Now, this one was directed by Rachel Talalay. This is her directorial debut. Her first movie, they were like, hey, why don't you do this million-dollar selling franchise wow. character? Now, to be fair, she had producing credits on the previous two Nightmare movies. So, I don't know. I guess maybe she talked to the right guy. And they're like, why don't you direct this one? Why don't you helm the final... Uh, or the right person didn't have to be a guy. Okay, fair. But when I say guy, I mean I in know, a loose I know. sense. The, uh, then they decided to have an amateur helm the final movie of their franchise film. I series. don't know if we could lay the blame on this one on her feet, though, you guys. Oh. Yes, she can, because she also wrote it. I stand corrected. <laughs> wow, so this was her complete... Th- now, do you think 
she had ever seen a Nightmare on Elm Street movie before. Well, she produced the previous two you just said, right? Yeah, she had uh, producing credits on Nightmare 3, Dream Warriors, and Nightmare 4, The Dream Master. What? She's definitely seen Nightmare How movies. How could she have produced my favorite one and then chat this Cause, out? Because she only had the money involved <laughs> in that one. She had nothing to do with the creative. Well, what, which one was your favorite one? Three. Three more. Okay. Oh, that's my one of my favorite horror movies of all time and far and okay. away my favorite nightmare. So the Freddy's Dead is the only thing she has a writing credit for until 2013. She wrote a short called Advice from a Caterpillar. It was and that's it. The Caterpillar said, don't make Freddy Krueger movies. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I guess we're going hard on these episodes. And it said kids. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this one is uh, since we said we're doing worse than show and this is based on Rotten Tomatoes scoring. Critic scoring, not uh, fans. Scoring. Okay, not I not bet the they're fans. pretty close, though, at least for this one. I- Very possibly. Um, I, I will say I went off critic scoring because, again, fans tend to have different thoughts on you know movies. But I wanted to kind of go about what the critics thought. Yes. And currently on Rotten Tomatoes, this one's sitting at a 20% with the critics. 33% of the audience liked it out of 73,165. One of you is definitely listening to this podcast. Please tell me why. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a little insight for you. Okay. uh, Based on my experience with this film. But first, here's who's in it. Robert England, as it should be. Yes. As Freddy Krueger. Lisa Zane as Maggie Burroughs. Now, question. I'm going to steal Garrett's question. Related to the famous Billy. Oh, God. You're going to make me go. Oh, I thought you looked it up already. I assumed you'd be ready. I don't always look up the names. I think think she's his sister. Lisa Zane and Billy Zane are a top Google search. She is the older sister of actor Billy Zane. Yeah, I love it when actors (laughs) just related to each other. That's just fun. We're here to connect the family dots. (laughs) That's it. That's our grave talk promise. (laughs) All right. So Lisa Zane as Maggie Burroughs. Sean Greenblatt as John Doe. Now, I must point out that he spells his name S-H-O-N, and I hate it. S-H-O-N? Sean. Well, that's not how it's spelled. <laughs> I've seen it, was, it was the 90s, baby. Anything goes. S-E-A-N and S-H-A-W-N are the only correct spellings of Sean that I will accept personally. All right, now, well, moving on. You heard it here from someone not <laughs> named Sean. He laid the rules. I've got a strong opinion on <laughs> names. Leslie Dean is Tracy. Ricky Dean Logan is Carlos. Brecken Meyer as Spencer and Yafet Kodo as Doc. Now, is that the same dude from Alien? I believe so, yes. Okay, I now, thought that's where I saw him from. Is this his first nightmare film? Uh, yeah, as okay. far as I know. Okay. Um, now, while we're on names, you have no feelings with Leslie spelling her name with a Z? I didn't like it, but I let it go. <laughs> I did notice that, and I was like, eh, and I just moved on. Okay. <laughs> so, unliked but acceptable. Leslie with a Z. <laughs> if you change an S with a Z, know that I don't like it, but I'll allow it. <laughs> so, have you guys seen all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies? Many, yes. many times. Okay, because I still have not seen some of the previous ones. I've seen part one. I've seen part three, The Dream Warriors. Mm-hmm. I've seen part of the one where the nun has the kid. Okay, so that, that is, is, that five? Uh, is that four or five? Four, and then they can expand on it in, in five. Five. Now, yeah. me personally, the worst one in the series for me is easily number five. I hate number five. Yes, I agree. Oh, this one's so bad too, though. Whichever one has them in like the boiler room where she has to like grab the kid out of the furnace or whatever. Like that's the. I feel like that's five. Yeah, four. I've is... seen New Nightmare way back in the day. New Nightmare, I love. That was a very good meta Wes Craven type thing. Hot off the trails of Scream or before Scream? Before Scream. Before Scream. Okay, yeah. well, paving the way. Yes. For the Scream. Um, 
Yeah, I was lost. Well, this, I was really lost with like so much of this movie. You were lost, really? Okay, well, I mean, well, I understood well, it, but I was like, I was like, how, is this is this canon? Who is this guy? Except, is this legit? Except for the part where Freddy, most of the time, has to attack you in your sleep. Uh, literally, nothing else in this movie is related to any of the other movies. Yeah, they, they make up a lot of new story that okay. was never before. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get to that when we get to that because Freddy Krueger's human backstory. I was like, was that ever mentioned before? Never, because never, I never. had, I was like lost. I was like, I don't remember any of that happening. Yeah. Now, they, before we get too deep in this, I do need to point out that I'm a little disappointed that the, our debut episode for the Nightmare on Elm Street series, where it gets its own episode. Mm-hmm. Is Freddy's dead? Oh, I agree. Well, that, <laughs> was, that was the point of this this uh, this month of thing is before, we have all these like we reference these movies. We briefly talked about them in the past, but yeah. we've never actually delved into. I like, know, but in my mind, we yes. would have gotten to one of the better ones right. before we got to number six. The first one, Dream Warriors. Hell, even four. Uh, but no, it was four Dream Child. Look, I want to switch it up on you guys. Uh, it's right. a, it's okay. I will tell you right now that Freddy's dead was my introduction to the Freddy universe. What? Because I was. 10 years old when that movie came out. I wasn't allowed to watch rated R movies, so I actually went to a friend's house, and uh, that was the first time I saw this. So, yeah, this was my introduction to Freddy. So, I wonder, you know... Wait, this was your first Freddy movie? I mean, I knew who he was. No, I'd but I'm saying the first movie you've actually yeah. sat down. Okay, wow. Yeah, I was 10 years old when this came out, so when it was on VHS, I stayed at a buddy's house, and we watched it for the first time. And I wanted, I'm going to say that I, based on how much I enjoy the camp of Freddy, it's probably where I was introduced to the series. Hmm. This one is basically a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon at the yes. last half of the film. So oh. I thought that was just more or less the standard for Freddy. Even in the beginning where he gets shot through the bus and it breaks through the, the dream world and there's like an outline of him. Uh, right. It's, oh, the, the fucking Wile E. Coyote yes. like silhouette of the, the kid. Now, John, was this your first? No, I really cannot. I cannot remember what my first Nightmare on Elm Street wa- movie was. I feel feel like it was number one but i mean i've just been i grew up with these movies this was this was like my first horror franchise i do know that yeah, yeah. And I, I i'm gonna assume that people that started out with number one when they got to number six they're like this is fucking awful yeah. right but me coming into six first is kind of like and garrett you you know this comparison very well is that I like Van Hagar as much as I like Van Halen. And this is why you're because a Because I came into both of them at the same time, and uh-huh. I didn't give a shit about David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar. It's like, it was just all Van Halen to me. I get that. Cut I, his mic, John. No, Cut his mic right now. I guess someone who comes late to a lot of things, I, I don't, you miss the controversy, so it's like, right. oh, okay, yeah, this like, is well, just whatever. what it is. They just switch singers, no big deal. So yeah, I, the original Freddy being more scary, now he's already been a household name for a decade. He's made millions and millions of dollars kids thinks he's cool even yeah. though he's killing kids in his sleep and now he's basically a cartoon character. he's got a fat boys rap i mean what what, <laughs> yeah, what can't mean, the man do he we, pop song well we, it's it's interesting to point that out because my first entry again you know you know who freddie is just by pop culture it's like the people who say they've never seen star wars you know what star wars is whether right. you've seen it or not freddie one or nightmare on street one was the first one i was actually introduced to that i sat down and watched all the way through and i will say personally the more they go on, the less I enjoy them because they become less creepy horror. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, the, the humor in the first one's very like dark, very creepy humor. Like he's making like a like a dad joke at the worst time. You're just like, oh god, now's not the time. You have a entrails in your hand. But like as the movies went on, they became, as you said, very Looney Tunes, very over the top comical, and it just I found myself less and less 
enjoying that. Yeah. And so it was interesting that you started with this. And that's why, I guess maybe that's why you're more comfortable with that kind of yeah, Freddie. Because so. the, the, the funnier and goofier he gets, the less I enjoy him. Now, this is the the funny, goofy meter maxed out. Yeah. It's way so too much. High. It's done much more creatively in three through five. I would say right. five starts to get a little bit, uh, yeah. like with the comic death, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I am ride or die for three, man. It is the well, I will perfect say balance of creepy and humor. That's about as far as I can go before it starts getting too goofy for me. Like some of the stuff I was like, oh, that's kind of funny, but it is a dream, so it is going to be a little quirky. Yeah. But it's still very creepy the deaths in three after that from what i have seen oh man i have not really been four is all right four except for new nightmare because that shit was realistic yes uh where the lady turns into a roach that one's fucking always gets me um, <laughs> is that the one with the pizza where, where the like yes. all the faces in the pizza pepperonis oh, is that in five i can't remember either, i like that bit yes too. i like that it's almost too much too but i thought it was funny it's right in the line yeah. but yeah well let's tell you what the back of the VHS box has to say about Freddy's Dead. Talk about a fantastic voyage, says Richard Harrington of the Washington Post. Richard Harrington, I hope they fired you. Ghoulishly ingenious, says Janet Mastin of the New York Times. What? These are like, these are seed reviews, okay? This is uh, calling false here. How about dot, 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 great special effects, says Betsy Sherman of the Boston Globe. I would die to know what was between this before just, that dot, dot, dot. This <laughs> just in, Betsy, you're wrong. No, Betsy, I believe, because they cut her, her shit in half. They added some ellipses. It's like, this movie is trash, but the special effects are great. It's probably something yeah. like that, for sure. Now, before I read this, I need to point out that the back of this box has three pictures from the movie mm -hmm. on it. None of them are of Robert England in Freddy makeup. One of them is Roseanne and Tom Arnold, who make a cameo that was just way out of place. Three I was like, seconds. Why are they in here? Yeah, because Roseanne like demanded. She's apparently was a big fan, so she like begged to be. Is that what happened? Yeah. And when she was huge at this time yeah. too. Oh, like, absolutely. But she's not a selling point of your box when she's in it for. 10 seconds. It is when you know your movie sucks and you're trying to trick people to buy in it. It's wow. a, there's a picture of Freddy Krueger's dad with a belt. What? <laughs> and then there's a picture of human Freddy Krueger looking at a girl. Thumbs Like down. his daughter, the scene in the garden. Yeah. That's is this it. Is this box red? It's the one where he's like reaching out. Okay. Like I that. feel like I remember seeing them in Blockbuster. It's not the best back. And here's what it says. Robert England returns for the last time in his final portrayal of the infamous Freddy Krueger. Lisa Zane stars as Maggie Burroughs, a child psychologist with horrible recurring nightmares that eventually lead her to the town of Springwood. The cast of Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, includes Sean Greenblatt, blah, 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 blah. I already read all these names. Uh, the Final Nightmare also features Roseanne Barr, Tom Arnold, Alice Cooper and Johnny Depp. So that was Alice Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Alice Cooper is Freddy Krueger's dad. Okay. So notably, this box only tells you who's in the movie. Right. Look at all this star power we have. We're not trying to sell it on our property anymore. <laughs> That's warning sign number one is when they can't even scrape together a plot description. Freddy's dead featuring Alice Cooper, Tom Arnold, Roseanne Barr, and special guest, the Dream Warriors. <laughs> yeah, it's an SNL sketch. So one thing I want to point out is I actually, after being extremely confused by parts of this movie, went and did a little research. Uh-oh. Now, let me tell you the, the limited information I found about this, and you guys can expand on it or provide more if you know. You so this was supposed to like all be in 3D. 
Evidently, this is like the first like full 3D movie or something like well, that. Well, the last half of the film yeah. is as soon as okay. they introduced those 3D glasses, that's when the audience members were supposed to put them on their face. Yes. Okay, so it's like New Line's first 3D film is what I read. So I didn't know if it was supposed to be the whole that. thing or just part of it. Uh, I when I was a kid, I had a DVD box set that came with. 3D glasses and the option to watch the DVD in 3D mode, it doesn't help. Oh. <laughs> did it work though? It did work. That okay. part was really cool. Like, you know, I was like 13 you mean the, like, or the whatever. Primus video part was in 3D and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, like that? or you know, when they're looking at all the weapons and she puts the bat to the screen. Oh, yeah. There was a there's a lot of stuff that I was like, this has to be for 3D. Because yes. it was like there's a lot of pointing yeah. and things flying. When Lisa at Zane you. puts the 3D glasses on and they disappear, that you're supposed to you're that put the yours on, and then when she takes them off, you take yours off. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. that's kind of clever. But it's very obvious 3D shots, and when you're not watching it in 3D, it just looks dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't think they looked that dumb, but yes, it, it clearly looked like it was supposed to be kind of well, 3D. They had the kids like shoving the knife at like yeah, kind of sideways around. at the screens like hey <laughs> hey check my knife the I, I did like the when spoiler freddy quote-unquote dies at the end and the three like ghosts or demons pop out and fly around that scene was cool in 3d oh the dream the dream snakes demons. or whatever the yeah. dream sperm yes that they yeah. invented for this movie and never ever mentioned ever before okay actually i had a question about that we'll get yeah, to all that it's, but it's all dumb and another yeah. thing i found out that was kind of crazy was peter jackson wrote an original screenplay for this movie where it saw an aging Freddy growing weak within the dream world, the teens of Springwood would have drug-fueled slumber parties for kicks and enter the dream world and beat him up. Dude, I've looked all <laughs> over the fucking internet for this script. I want to read it so bad. It seems to have not leaked, um, but it sounds super interesting, and it's a bit like what they ended up using for Freddy versus Jason, where because kids don't believe in him and they're not afraid of him, he's depowered. Uh, I want to, I want to read that Peter Jackson script so bad. Peter, get at me, man. Get it's, at me. It sounds crazy, honestly. It sounds a little like, like almost like I don't see how this could be an entertaining plot beyond that, unless he suddenly gets his powers back and can fight Which back is, or something like that. But like, it was an interesting concept, yeah. a concept that like I was like, holy shit. That'd be crazy. Instead, they did a 180 and gave Freddy superpowers. So this movie opens with a Nietzsche quote and some terrible butt rock. And I just need to start <laughs> off by saying that the soundtrack in this film is fucking atrocious. It does not slap. I hate it. It does not. And they use it. John, so where does it measure it on the slap meter? Zero. Zero <laughs> slaps for this, uh, this one. And they really seem to really like it, though, because they put the everywhere dude there's three goo goo doll songs in this soundtrack Ugh. i i i watch the credits for these movies you guys just because i love finding little tidbits yeah. like like choppy mall where they think gasoline right um but like you know like in this one i was looking at the songs i was like oh some of these songs are very indicative of the time we grew up <laughs> and then i was like I, I swear to god i heard a goo goo doll song and then i was like looking at it and i was like there's three goo goo doll songs and it's, the final songs by iggy pop yeah it's painful uh, the, the Iggy Pop one wasn't too bad. Yeah, I actually like, did listen to that one. That was one. the least offensive. Uh, yeah. But to be fair, there was a lot of them. I was like, oh. And the thing is, I don't, I try not to fall into the sins of like, oh, it's all terrible because I'm sure someone at that time loved it. But man, it was so dated. It was hard to yeah. get through some of it. You want to date your movie, pick a soundtrack of that time yeah. and only that time and you'll do a good job of that. So we're, uh, it opens up, we see we see a boy, right? Oh, no, there's a whole talk, like a screen splash of text that says, all the kids in Springwood are dead and all the parents have lost their minds. But it's not like a, like a, like a war room computer screen yeah, it's with like a war picture games. of the map? Yeah. yeah, war games, that's what it and is. And notably, you know, it says it's 10 years in the future. So this movie takes place in 2001. <laughs> uh, Why the Goo Goo Dolls then? Actually, it doesn't. So I actually looked this up okay. too. So to keep it canon with Jason goes to hell where the glove comes 
out and grabs the Jason mm-hmm. mask. This actually takes place 10 years from the last movie, not the when the year it came out, but it takes place when the last movie ended. So it actually takes place in 99 because that's when the it, basically it adds up to where um, he's already dead okay. in this movie. And then Jason goes to hell takes place after this. Technically, you have to stupidly forget when <laughs> what year yes. those movies came out and when the story actually ended. They're yes. terrible. They're terrible people. Don't <laughs> use the release date. No. Use the date of the last movie. Let's just stop and not even think about how um, what's the main girl's name in the first one? Uh, Nancy. Nancy. Forget that Nancy has gray hair in number three and is like a, a psychiatrist. Oh, yeah. She in three years has blown. Eight through college <laughs> she suddenly became a child prodigy so i'm sorry your timeline well, is already fucked by that she got gray hair in the first one when she but she wouldn't be an adult professional by no that part by for sure three, you know? for sure the timeline shockingly freddie cannon is not really well uh fleshed out here so that all aside <laughs> i think i like the idea that all the kids in this town are dead and the parents have lost their minds i kind of like that idea except they haven't lost their minds like oh we're struck with geek grief geef they they're like they've lost their minds like they've been through like a fucking sleep experiment like it's well, maybe like, they don't sleep anymore and that's like the why thing. they weren't haunted by them I don't know. They don't. They don't explore it enough. They should have stayed in this town and They're explored. They're like Looney it. Tunes level insane. Also, if a whole city, if that happened to a whole city, there'd be some sort of government. Like it would have been cool if, oh, maybe this was like an X Files type episode, right? Yeah, and Lisa sure. Zane was like investigating what happened. No, nothing that cool at all. To give you an example of level of quote unquote psychosis going on in the city, they go to a school at some point, and there's a teacher giving a lesson to an empty classroom. Yeah. That really is just to give the audience information of what is going on, you yeah, know, to it, push us along in the plot. Professor Exposition. In 1493, yeah. Freddy sailed across the sea. And this, Except but, that the board says 1492. Which is... And I was like, well, you're not even getting the years right, bro. Well, yeah, they fucked up the rhyme, which is in 1492, Columbus crossed the ocean blue. That's yeah. how crazy he is, man. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> will, when we get to that school part, I have so much to say about the, the chalkboard that has things yeah. listed. We see, a, we see a teen getting a bus ticket. Is that correct? Plane they're, ticket. They're a plane. He's, plane. On a plane. He's on a plane. He's on a plane. He's on a plane. Right. Um, and I remember this moment. This this sticks out as me as a ten year old because I didn't know adults could say the word pussy. <laughs> but this old lady sitting next to him, he's like, "Oh, I hate turbulence," and she's like, "Don't be such a pussy." He says, "I hate flying." Yeah. Oh. He says, "I'm afraid of heights." Oh God! What a right. stupid <laughs> thing to say on a fucking plane. I'm afraid of heights, dude. You're not on the edge of a building. Right. Yeah. And oh. then this old lady just looks at him like, "Don't be such a pussy." I'm like, "Whoa, this movie's rated R." Well, he keeps looking <laughs> out on the the wing of the plane, and I was like, "Oh, this is a Twilight movie reference." He's gonna see something on the wing of the plane you know like oh there's a freddy on the wing of the plane we're gonna have a whole twilight zone thing here no we get the old woman saying don't be a pussy and then she gets sucked right the fuck out the plane which fucked me up because i didn't know it was a dream (laughs) i thought it was real life and i was like oh my god the plane just sucked that lady out and i was like wait no one else is like depressurized right we're good a girl turns around the front seat a little girl with pigtails which will come back later i didn't catch this at first but then it eventually caught on she's the children with pigtails is a common thread throughout the whole series yeah i kind of got some of that yeah and then uh, she turns around she's like she's like he's gonna make you help him you know that and he was like i'll never help him he gets sucked out the plane too yeah so he falls through the sky and he lands on the street unharmed because it's a dream freddie comes driving a bus 
hits him and, and he smacks in the front of it like the fucking coyote in a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. And Freddie tells him like, "Oh, you have to, you know, come back to Springfield, you know, Springwood. You Springwood, uh some other unnecessary exposition." The <laughs> but essentially, I need you to bring my child back to Springwood. But he doesn't say that though. He's like he's like I need you to come back or whatever. Right. He he says it vaguely, but that's the innuendo. He slams on the brakes of the bus. And the, John, John Doe. Doe shoots through the night sky, breaks through it more Wiley Coyote style. Back into the real world. Into the right? real world, right. And you see an outline of him, like it's just so, so stupid. So yeah, so it looks like he's like torn through a piece of paper and it's daylight yeah. on one side. It's the same road, but it's daylight on one side and nighttime dream world on the other. Now, I have a question. Was Freddy tr- from a previous movie trapped in Springwood? Like, did they trap him in like a like a bubble? He oh, can't leave. It's so much worse than that. They never, ever, ever explain how he got free of Amanda Krueger. At the end of five, he is imprisoned with his mom in a like a permanent eternal battle and they just write all of that out and that's the one with the that's the dream child one. yeah that's a dream child i've seen that movie that's crazy uh so they just are like fuck that movie uh doesn't matter freddie's free now but he's trapped in springwood which that part they do kind of say before that's happened that's what basically the story of four is is originally he could only kill the springwood children but then in three, remember, Allison has the power to absorb all her dead friends. No, yeah, it's in four. So she kill. This is so unnecessary. <laughs> the point is, he does break free of being only able to kill Springwood children. Uh, but in six, they're like, also forget that. Okay, so he in six, he is trapped, though. He is trapped in six. That's okay. why he wants his kid to come so he, he can... Uh, he can get himself out. And I caught that, but I just didn't know there was a reason why he was stuck in Springwood. Yeah, in this movie's plot is like he's going to inhabit his daughter so he can go kill more people outside of Springwood. Right. That's the big like reveal. Haha reveal that it's actually like you think it's John Doe is his kid and he wants his kid to come back right. so he can get out but in actuality it's Maggie. So several episodes I brought up the point is like if you went to the moon would he be able to haunt you? Right. According to this one no. Right. According right? to every other movie though yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes up and he buys a bus ticket and I only point this out because Robert Shea, the owner of New Line, is the guy that sells him the ticket. Lynn Shea's Lynn husband. Shea's oh. brother. Brother, I'm yeah. sorry. That's his husband? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, Lynn Shea. I didn't know. So that was a cool little cameo. Okay. I was like, oh, hey, Robert Shea got himself into the, one of these movies. I don't. He probably cameoed more. I just didn't realize but If it. he owns New Line, he... he well, he also yeah. was like, he helped like create like the first movie he like, did a lot for. Yeah. Nice. Like that. And Lynn, that Lynn, uh, Lynn was the teacher in part yes. one yeah so um and freddie goes go fetch yeah but he shoots him out and then onto this road where he fucking nails his head on a rock he's lucky he didn't kill this we're, kid. we're in the daytime real non-dream yeah. world and john doe has hit his head on a rock and has passed it on the side of the road which is not springwood i guess the town where the kids and maggie are yeah, he's in. Yeah, he takes a bus to the next town over, I'm assuming, or something okay, like that. Okay, right? okay. So when they get there, now we're introduced to our ragtag group of disgruntled teens who I couldn't tell if it was like a halfway house or an orphanage. It's because a at some shelter. Point, it's a shelter. That's it's, what, a, it's where you send your kids. It's referred to as a, sh- yeah, a shelter. It must be like a like a, a juvenile detention facility because all these kids did Maybe something Maybe like a terrible. halfway house type thing. It's got to be more than that though because we find in the flashback that lady, the girl kid killed her dad. Oh, yeah. 
Well, I mean, I guess you could go to a halfway house if you don't That's have true, anybody like on to parole go. parole or something. I'm sure with the, with the miners and stuff like that, that they're all, like, it's all kind of one big umbrella. Yeah. But anyway, it's where troubled kids or kids without parents, orphans or whatever, like go to basically get guidance and have a place to stay. Basically, there are three introductions, right? There. Spencer hates his dad because his dad's a stuck up businessman. He's a cool, hippie, fucking pothead. Cool, whatever. Uh, well, his dad's also very much like, you know, like, by the Straight rules. your life yeah. out. You know, you should have been like me. Get your life in order. This is why I don't come back to visit you because you keep acting a fool. Oh, total prick, right? Um, then there's Tracy, who was abused and she doesn't like to be touched. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's Got very... Some personal space issue. Exactly. Really strong on the physical boundaries. Um, and then there's Carlos, who was... Uh, his ear was damaged, injured by his mom. So he's deaf. He can't hear. He's deaf in one ear. Yeah. I think he's deaf in both ears. He's it, hard of hearing. He's not deaf. Because remember, it's not until Freddie cuts off the other ear is he actually deaf. So he's hard of hearing. Yeah. Okay, uh, he's, yes, he has hearing loss in one ear. One ear, sure. Um, and that's basically his character trait. <laughs> they don't really flesh him out too much. Um, and But they're, they're all friends and essentially, well, friends being loose, they all hate each other not that much. And, <laughs> and they want to escape from the shelter. They have a plan to hide in the van uh, and at some point, I guess, drive it off well they paid um stefan no um spencer Spencer paid the van driver to basically they're going to hide in the van the van driver is going to basically take them out and there's some place away that he's going to drop them off yeah they're trying to go to california i do know that yeah california for Um, all you wizard fans out there (laughs) um so they're going to basically escape like that maggie who is one of the people working at this place she's like the lead counselor i guess even though they all look to be the same fucking age yeah and then there's another guy named doc I don't he, know what his... He's, I think Doc's a therapist. I think Doc's in, just kind of like a yeah. therapist, but he's got like... He's he's big into meditation and stuff like that because we learn... You know, I need to just talk about Doc for a minute. And part of the reason I was asking if this was an orphanage or what the hell this place is because this man is like Tony Curtis level. I'm going to be able to help you with mantra and, yeah. and uh, relaxation and focus. He basically teaches Tracy... Yeah. How to be a warrior in your dreams. Oh, This guy knows way too much about the dream world than it's he should. Really ex- upsetting to me. I'm, obviously, I am very upset by this. That <laughs> later in the movie, we find out everyone has the ability to essentially pull each other into their dreams. But that was a huge, huge plot point in number three. That uh, the, the main character of number three, whose name I can't remember, can do that. That's like a special power that she has. And it becomes this big deal. It's basically the whole driving force of oh. the movie. But in number six, everyone's in each other's dreams fucking willy-nilly. Honestly, when I started watching this, I thought Doc was the uh, the black guy from part three. Oh. Uh, and I realized later, I was like, oh, this is not the same person. Yeah. But I thought that was that kid grown up, and um, he grew up to help these uh, kids. No, he dies in four. Okay. In the junkyard. Okay. It's really Damn. sad. Spoiler alert for me. Um, <laughs> he yeah. dies in like the first five minutes. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like this guy knows way too much about how to do exercise, focus, and mental power in the dream world. Whereas like three and four made it such a big point of like Huge. it took a lot of work to do it. Yeah. Kristen, that's the name yeah, of the main right. lady in three. Um, he wouldn't be at this halfway house. He'd be wealthy at some institution. Yes. You know, well, getting says, grants from the government. Well, but he says he wants to help kids though specifically i think his role they for whatever reason either couldn't get heather langenkamp or didn't want to bring nancy back but i think his role is supposed to be like heather's in or nancy rather which uh, is why i thought he was the kid from three because i was like oh yeah. it makes sense that he he learned these tactics everyone else died and he's contained. here trying to help kids 
Yeah, Kincaid. That's yeah. what it was. It, no. would, it would make a lot more sense if this was a reoccurring character that had already been introduced to this world. Right. But since he's brand new, that's what makes it so hard. Well, to then swallow. that makes less sense because I thought it was him. Yeah. No, it, this movie, as you peel it away, you'll find makes no sense. Oh. Um, so Maggie goes to meet Doc and then you see his dream snake poster. Yeah, it's so Now dumb. that's new for this movie, right? Yes. Because I'd never heard that before. Basically, he tells the backstory about like these three dreams, demon snakes that basically like they rule the dream world and then they are trapped there, but they try to find the most evil person and attach themselves to them. And that's just their history. And I was like, well, that's just very convenient. Yeah. And it implies that there's always been a Freddy Krueger and like type entity, which is- but it does, because that when you yeah. go to the classroom and the dude's talking about history, it implies there's always been a Freddy Krueger. But then I'm right. like, then why call it? Freddie, like, because it was Fred Krueger's actual name. Yeah, that was the the human's actual name. Why would they know about? Why would Freddie? Why would Fred Krueger or Fred anybody existed in 1876? Oh, we've got a new Batman. He's not Bruce Wayne anymore, but he's somebody else. You know, he's Bruce Miguel. You know, whatever. But it's still the Batman. Like, yeah, it's it's, Freddie Krueger isn't his secret horror name. It's his real name, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They also posit the idea that. Maggie and John Doe are having a similar, if not the exact same dream. Right. Because right? John Doe shows up to this halfway house. He gets picked up by a couple of cops that see him. Looks like he's doing drugs. They're like, he's not the normal uh, druggy guy. He's a new one. Yes. He must be from that town over three blocks. I love their response. Let's take him to the halfway house, drop him off, make him their problem. And I was like, geez, yeah. cops. They can do the paperwork. That's it. Uh, and he's got complete amnesia. He can't remember anything that's uh that's why he's called john doe uh because he can't he conveniently can't remember a single thing um but is he supposed to be the last surviving child of springwood yes they, they say that's that what a it's, lot that's what alluded to yes yeah. but that doesn't make any sense because a big big important part of part four is that Kristen was the last surviving child and she died oh really yes because uh, he's supposed to be the last surviving child because he's supposed to go get somebody to bring them back right so my, the only way this movie makes sense is if you pretend that it picks up right after one not right now right after but that like two three four five never happened um, yeah, pretty much. But he, he does vaguely reference them. Like, oh, first they tried to bury me, but... The- oh, oh he's yeah. chopping yeah. his fingers yes. off. Right. So uh, anyway, Maggie sits down with John Doe and she's like, what's your name? I don't know. Where are you from? I don't know. All I know is I keep having this reoccurring dream with a girl with pigtails in this house. And she's like, red ribbons in the hair. And he's like, yeah, okay. We got a little thing in common here. And then she's like... I'm going to take him to where they, he says he's from well, no, or whatever. Well, he has a piece of paper It's so too. much dumber than Is that. Is it dumber than yeah. that? I just glossed over it. <laughs> it's, she finds a newspaper clipping that happened to be from the Springfield newspaper. Springwood. Springwood. Damn it. I'm going to say that <laughs> so okay. much. That's fine. Springwood newspaper. And she's like, you know what works for amnesiacs? If we bring them back to the source of their amnesia, which she assumes because he has this one piece of paper is Springwood. It's a newspaper clipping yes. that talks about the the surviving woman from Springwood. It's so stupid. This is her great medical opinion of let me. So she then goes, all right, we're going to Springwood, gets in the van and decide doesn't ask really anybody to just take this kid 
to fucking Springwood. This is not a protocol. I'm sure she's breaking so many like, rules right now, legally yeah, and the, bureaucratically. And if those cops are if those cops are like that checked in, that entire van building, everything in that town is covered in spray paint. It's They've got crazy. a real vandal problem in whatever they are. We got a real lack of law enforcement problem going on. Within 30 minutes of being arrested, he's back on the road driving to where he was picked up from. And yeah. we also need to point out, like every other nightmare movie, that uh, he's not sleeping, right? He's taking pills yes. or something to keep himself awake. Oh, he asks, he's like, hey, do you have any caffeine or Coke? And she gives him the stereo. Like, he's like, I meant the soda. Cola. <laughs> yeah. Coca-Cola. It's like, yeah, okay, kid. But as they're driving to Springwood, he falls asleep on the road. Yeah. And then he has a, um, a shock nightmare. I love when the Nightmare on Elm Street movies do this, where they actually have a scene play out, like cut to them driving. He's awake. She's awake. He sees this kid in the road. He's like, watch out for that kid. Grabs the wheel. And then like still in character, Maggie goes, wake up, John. Like, wake up. And yeah. you're like, oh my God, he's asleep right now. I love when they do that red herring shit where you're just like, it looks like everyone's awake and conscious. Something's about yeah. to go down. And you're like, you're like, oh my God, one of these people's asleep. <laughs> and you're like, it's, it's Freddy time. You know, like it's, <laughs> it's, it's Freddy. It's uh, Freddy time. Absolutely agreed. I do really love that one. And then you realize that he's asleep in the passenger seat. And the car screeches to the side of the road and out tumbles the three stowaway <laughs> teens. The three stooges. Oh my God. This is so frustrating. They had been driving for only, couldn't have been that long because it's still daytime. Uh, and she heard, she's like, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to keep going to Springwood. This is fucking dumb as shit. Her <laughs> conclusion of what to do. She's the only adult supervisor in this group. Yeah. And she's like, all right, you three stowaways, take the van back, unsupervised, <laughs> alone. Just promise me you'll do it. Right. And it's like, what? The that she wants him to go back to the halfway house and she's going to continue with John Doe by on what? Foot. Taxi? Well, they, well, well they, get, they get to Springwood. Yeah. They go into Springwood. And if you guys notice, like the music is playing like that butt rock that you're talking about. The moment they pass the Springwood sign, it stops and becomes that creepy Freddie like orchestra Freddy music. Theme, yeah. And I was like, that's a terrible transition. <laughs> right. Like, and I know they, what you're going for there, but like you could have, you could have made that so much smoother. And they're having this discussion at the worst carnival ever in America. It's right. like 10 people no kids they've made only sure roseanne bar and uh <laughs> tom arnold are there for no reason and well no, there's like, there's other people there's the old adults there's the old man adults, in the bumper car yeah. by himself who's it's all adults i'm just saying it's it's, it's like very very yeah. small and very pathetic now so she told the kids to take the van back oh, dude, to the she's place so yeah. stupid she's like okay leave us here you three take this van that you're trying to steal here are the keys oh, to it i thought that back. they were so like we're getting the hell out of there they stole the van no 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 they were hiding in the van i, well, I know that i know but yeah. i thought like once they like she realized once maggie realized that all the kids were in the van they pulled over by the carnival because they were in springwood yeah. at this point and i thought she was like cool we'll go ask some questions and then i thought the three kids were like let's fucking take this van oh, and no. still get to california no. what happens is she goes you go make a phone call back to the orphanage halfway house and tell them you're coming straight home yeah and that's it and then there's they, one thing teens are known for doing so they get following with their directions at home and they get in the van and then, then there's just like scene after scene of them not being able to get out of the town I really, until night i really really like this i did scene, enjoy that actually. scene they keep switching who's driving because they think they can do yeah. it better and at the same time we cut back to um john doe um, can we just call him john Sure. John and Maggie, who have now like been cornered by Roseanne and Tom Arnold, is like, I want these kids. I want kids again. And there's like, you know, we can't have kids. We'll hide you better this time. Yeah. And then they start walking to town. They don't mention that shit at all. Nope. Like neither one of them are like, that was weird, right? No, they're like, cool. Let's go ahead and the well, town. Well, they hear, they hear school bells. 
right? Oh, and so the, her right. idea is like, let's go to the school. Somebody had to ring those bells. Yeah, she's like, someone had to ring those bells. You know what? I don't care who's ringing those bells. Fucking leave. After this, I'm out. Uh, and yeah, so then the kids are driving and they keep driving in a circle. Finally, they're like, look, get the map. This is, I, I love, really. I love the map scene. Yeah. So I thought the map scene was great. Unfolding this map and unfolding it and it never unfolds. It just fucking fills up the whole van. It's it keeps, like the it, magician it, trick where they're pulling the ribbon and it never yeah. ends. It's one of those gags. The map keeps unfolding keep, until he's like basically drowning in map. And let's be honest, we've all been there. Yeah. Okay. It's so as well As big done. as Texas is, those maps are not easy to fold. Uh, and then they, you know, slam on the brakes and he wakes up from his dream and they're like, Carlos, the map. And he goes, the map. Map says we're fucked. Yes, <laughs> on the map it says in blood like yeah. you're fucked. I loved it. I was like, all right, maybe. And when the first time I saw this movie, I was like, oh, is it redeeming itself here? Okay. For me, this movie doesn't take a turn until maybe about halfway. When, when it really starts to Looney Tune it way hard is when I'm like out of the movie. Right. At this point, I'm still like, all right, let's see where are this you, goes. Are you talking about when Spencer goes into his dream? Yes. Okay, that's where it that's lost me. That's absolutely correct. I was on board for this movie until Spencer went into his dream, and then he fucked... Oh, we'll get to that point. But like, that's where I was like, I might be done with this. Like, I might be out at this point, because... Everything like he passing this statue that says the children were, will endure. Yeah, and it's like this bronze like kid in like a fucking Boy Scout, Boy Scout outfit, outfit yeah. and it's like really creepy. John and Maggie get to the school and they see this chalk drawing that says one two Freddy's coming for you, and it's got a picture of Freddy Krueger drawn. Yeah, then they go up to the door of the school, and then it's like three four better lock the door. The the typical little rhyme that the girls do. The girls weren't in this one, right? The jump rope girls? No, they were not. That they I were saw. like eighty yard voiced over when they were doing the rhyming, but that's it. Yeah, no like in the not like the traditional in the distance shot of them or anything, but uh, okay. you just heard the chant. So they, they go into the school. We get the classroom scene that I shortly described at the beginning of the teacher giving us exposition about Freddie and they find a book conveniently on the table, a scrapbook of all these newspaper clippings. Yeah. And they open it up to one that says that Freddie had a kid. And now John Doe's like, that's why he let me live. Well, yeah, I'm his son. He's looking to he look at the teacher's board where it says, and it says year zero, he has come. Year 1066 aligns with the Saxons. 1492 sails ocean blue. 1812 first kill with cannon. 1869 Freddie kills Mary. Uh, 1929, The Crash, 1933, Munich sighting, 1945, Hiroshima and Nagasaki attempts fail. And I was like, I need to know more about this. I'll tell you what it is. They tried to kill him with a bomb. I was just That's thinking what they're that. No. Yeah. And it are failed. you saying all these things are basically like, well, yeah. what does the fucking stock market crash have to do with them? But well, then, I think Freddie caused the stock market crash, oh. right? And then they were trying to bomb him. That's why we used the atomic bomb in 1945. 1966, child taken. Right. Uh, and that's the moment where he's like, I, oh, that's it. I must be his kid. That's why he hasn't killed me yet. 1977, Freddie kills Elvis. And then it has like a kill counter where there's like all these little X's of like the kills that Freddie has done. This doesn't add up. If he took the kid in 1966 and this movie took place in 1989. 1999. Yeah, we're already fucked. The kid's like 33 years old. Of course. So it shouldn't have been him. And Maggie may have been old enough, but again, she still doesn't look old enough. No, because she was already like eight in 1966. Yes, yes. 66, even when this movie was filmed in 91, (laughs) the kid would have been what? 
20? Yeah. 50 years old at this point. <laughs> Not a John Doe getting thrown in a teen halfway he should, house. He should have been smart enough, but he hadn't figured it out yet. So anyway, like that's what not the, only is he not sleeping, he's stupid too. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what the chalkboard says. And I was like, that's immediately where I paused the movie, read the chalkboard. And I was like, I want to know everything about what's written here and nothing else about this movie. <laughs> well, I think we just sussed it out. Like yeah. I, I think, and the thing is, if I'm to believe that all these events are related to Freddy Krueger in some form or fashion, then that is an alternate history storyline that I should have in a movie. That should be the movie. Well, it's far more interesting than what they did in this one. Yeah, so Maggie finds this scrapbook, like you said, with all these different articles talking about missing children, and then she finds one with a perfectly cut section out, which matches the piece of paper that um, John has, and she's like, oh, hey, look, you're right. This is the kid, and so... Maggie being stupid too is like you must be the kid none of them are good at math but also <laughs> Freddie's logic doesn't make any sense because all right I'm killing your kids because you took away my kid because I'm killing your kids okay um so now that they're uh at the classroom that's when we cut back to the kids not being able to get their way out in the van now it's nighttime and they drive down Elm Street and then uh Tracy's like this is my kind of neighborhood empty and they just go into a house and she's they, a real toughie yeah and they're like i just we'll sleep here till morning i guess and figure it out and yeah. then like uh carlos and goes lays down on the dirtiest mattress i've seen but in my what life what was up with the house because they go to this like white house and it looks like all nice and they go inside it's, of it and then it crumbles and blows yeah, up this into was, the this freddy krueger house it was only for the audience i think like because the kids wouldn't have known what freddy's house looks like they have no I, knowledge well, of i think freddy it's meant to be point. nancy's house well, it either, is that's what i'm saying way. nancy's yeah. house that's either what it way, is it doesn't matter for the characters in the movie it's only for us the audience it's nancy's house you are correct well i assumed that freddie made them think the house looked nice so that they'd go into it if it looked like a rundown piece of shit they'd probably be like "Mm." but when you go inside it's a rundown piece of of shit shit. so it doesn't matter because they don't see it change on the outside and it's like eh, okay stakes are pointless for all of this it's a the yellow house explodes in the original just kind of comes up from underneath it and from inside like it explodes its skin off and it's the the nancy house here's what it is it's a cool scene and they were like i don't know just shove it in there yeah it's it's a neat effect yeah but ultimately serves no real purpose Uh, so while they're in there carlos falls asleep on the bed and he starts dreaming of his mother in a locker room really fucked me up man this was so messed up he's in like like a rundown tenement building and he's like guys where are you he's like chasing his friends and then he gets to a brick wall and then his mom's behind him and is that a Q-tip that she it's has? The a longest giant Q-tip. Q-tip you've ever seen. It's like two foot long, and she sticks it in one ear and just oh. God. Well, she goes, she goes, Carlos, are you not listening to me? Maybe I should clean your ears out again, really good. And he's like, No, mom, don't, don't, don't make me go deaf again. You know, like don't make me lose my hearing. Yeah. And then she jams it all the way through his head. Yeah. Now, my problem with this is that, as we've seen, if you die in your dream or injured in your dream, it should affect you in the physical world. Yes. So this going through his brain, ear to ear, right, mm-hmm. should have killed him in the real world. Absolutely. Right? But he's not dead yet. It comes back out. It's a gross effect. There's some earwax on the other end. There's some brain on the other end, dude. Yeah. That's brain. Well, I mean, so I guess this is a good time to talk about how Freddy's power set has considerably changed in this movie compared to every other movie. Because he's fucking around with people while they're awake. They're awake when they're driving that van, and he has the power to keep them in Springwood somehow. That's a good point. So you're saying Springwood's possessed at this point. I guess. Like, you don't have to be asleep to be injured by Freddy anymore. That's really... Well, the not m- injured, but 
by fucked affected, with. affected yeah. with. Haunted. Ha- yeah, there you go. Haunted by Freddy, which is uh, a significant power change. Uh, pretty dramatic. Yeah, that is pretty major. Uh, I mean, the foundation of his character is that you have to be asleep or he can't harm you. That's why everyone wants to stay awake. But now they're saying, oh yeah, stay awake or don't. Doesn't matter. I think Rachel Talalay could have used someone who'd worked on the writing of this franchise maybe to help her with right. the story a little bit. Or be like, all right, three things you need to know about Freddy. Number one can only affect you while you're sleeping. Hmm. And you know what? The other two aren't that important. (laughs) (laughs) Just go with it. Yeah. uh, So Carlos's mother turns into Freddy and he takes his, his, you know, his finger blade and chops off his ear. Yes. And then at that point, all the sound goes really hollow or whatever, like muffled. And we're supposed to see like, oh, this is his POV. Like his hearing is basically gone and he's taken away his hearing. POH, if you will. Point of hearing. There you go. It's darkly humorous, right? Because now Carlos can't hear. He's wandering through the halls. And behind him, we can see Freddy's just dancing. He's banging on pipes. Yeah, he's, he's like, making a lot of noise, yeah. like just kind of just hamming it up. Which I'm I still thought good was actually pretty good. Yes, yes. That worked because that fits Freddy's character. He's fucking with you because he's about to do the deed. And he's just kind of having a little fun with you as he does it. And then it transforms into Silent Hill boiler room area that we've right. seen before in so Very many normal, Freddy films. Yeah. And he's on a like a platform yeah, above Freddy's him, Yeah, Freddy's like right? way above him. And he's like, give me back my hearing, right? Something like that. And then yeah. he throws down his hearing aid. He puts it in and then it like grows tra- legs. Transitions oh. and morphs into an ear spider and just like grows into the side of his head. It yeah. looks- hearing aid looks like Freddy's skin. Like it's all kind of burned and, and scarred up. And then it grows and burrows into his ear and his side of his head. So now the, the hearing aid, like the, the Freddy flesh hearing aid is like part of his head now. So not only can he hear, it's like amplified well Hyper. beyond the loudness that you would want. Like a drop of water sounds like a gunshot. Yeah, so it's super painful and you can see it like vibrate. And so then Freddy takes one pin and he's like, no, you wouldn't do that, man. And when we say pin, we're talking like a sewing pin. Yeah, like a sewing needle. Drops it. He catches it right before, of what, course. It's falling. It's all... Yeah, and it sounds like a jet flying. Like it's like, or oh like the God. sound of dropping a bomb. You know how yes. the whistle is. It's yes. coming down. So Carlos catches this, and then Freddy throws like a whole fucking box of them. It's <laughs> a whole handful and just chunks them, and then it just it's like boom, 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 boom. And Carlos just goes down. And I'm yeah. still in on this haunt. I still think this is the oh, best this is still haunt of the movie. Dope as hell. This is the last good Freddy kill. Uh, Probably ever. Yeah. So now Freddy's down with him and he pulls out this tiny chalkboard and he just keeps stretching it and stretching <sighs> it and stretching okay, it to and this he's oversized doing it, chalkboard. He's doing it with this like grin of like, uh-huh, you know it's coming, right? You get it. And Carlos, poor dude, I guess it just is so much pain, just doesn't quite get what's about to happen. He's like, I don't, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then Freddy stretches it to the size of like a piece of poster board <laughs> and then really like kind of like Vanna White level like, eh? Yeah. Here we go. No, 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 please. Scratches one nail across it. Now I'm watching this late at night and I was like frantically trying to turn my TV down because I was like, I need to wake up my roommate with this loud ass chalkboard noise. And then he does four fingers across it. And at this point, 
And it's not just a cross. Like, he's circle motioning, like, wax on, wax offing this fucking <laughs> oh, he's, chalkboard. He's he's hamming it up. He is having fun with it. Which, again, at this point, is still creepy. Makes sense. He's having fun. I'm still in for this. And poor Carlos is bleeding from the nose. His head is, like, pulsating. And then does it pop like it a grape? It blows up. Yeah. 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 Another movie where a head blows up. Very common problem uh, in horror franchises. Head it's becoming an epidemic. Yeah. Oh, big head popping <laughs> epidemic. Why can't these teens keep the head on the shoulders? <laughs> uh, but. We are having a doozy of a day off. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike in every other Freddy movie, the body doesn't just stay there. Carlos disappears. Yeah, what happened to Carlos's body? Who knows? Tracy's back in the awake world. What do we call it? Normal. Normal. Normal world. She's looking for Carlos and she looks at Spencer and is like, he's gone. Where is he? Oh, they should have found his dead body on the bed. Right. That- well, she runs into his room and finds his hearing aid, but then doesn't find Carlos. There's a little blood on the pillow. And she's like, Carlos is gone. She goes back down and tells Spencer and Spencer stoned off his ass. Now, let's talk about Spencer and this movie's representation of apparently what people thought weed was in 1991, which is apparently acid. Um, because Spencer high supposedly on weed is watching a broken television. He's like, do you see what's on this TV? And it's just a broken screen. Yeah. And, and Tracy's like, you fucking pothead. I'm out of here. Like he's too stoned to be any good to us. Like clearly like, you know, like people who are high on weed will see whatever they want type thing. And yeah. it's like, that's not how that you're, shit works. You're mistaking your THC for hallucinogen. Yes. That's not how they work Crazy. And also another thing about weed is it actually suppresses REM sleep and uh, you don't dream when you're super high. That's not a thing that Did happens. Did you just find out how not to get haunted by Freddy? That would have been get super high. interesting. The right? dude from Cabin in the Woods is safe as a motherfucker. Yeah, uh, he is. <laughs> so, because you don't have REM sleep, it suppresses REM when you're high. So... Strike two movie. Guys, this has been Cannabis Corner brought to you by John. I feel like we're four ideas away from a really good Freddy movie. Wouldn't it have been so cool if, yeah, he's the only one who wasn't affected and he's trying to explain, but everyone's like, dude, you're a fucking stoner. What are you talking or about? Or not even, he's not, not even having to explain. He's the only one who's just not experiencing this. And he's like, you guys are crazy. They're like, right. dude, shit is popping off. And it's not until he sees one of his friends blow up in front of him in the real world. He's like, okay, some shit might be popping off. But instead, Nancy Reagan's war on drugs misinformation scheme is well in depth into our, our movies peak and he's like i guess he falls asleep while high and then freddie comes on the tv he's like you ready to trip out spencer or says something like that well no first he sees johnny depp's commercial yes oh right oh i did want to mention you you mentioned that you saw a bunch of people on the television and then carlos comes up is right. like wake up spence don't fall asleep don't fall asleep you stupid pothead I think what that's supposed to be is all the souls trapped in Freddy. Yes, yes I think is. so right. as well. And they're just trying to, and so he's trying to get him awake uh, and it doesn't work. And then Chris Spencer doesn't care. He's totally he's, high. He's like, Carlos, dude, what's up? Tracy's looking for you, man. Yeah. Uh, and and then, Tracy has gone to the school to get Maggie and John at this point. I don't know why she thinks they would be there at nine o'clock at night or whatever the fuck time it she is. She has no idea they went to the school well, also, but suddenly she knows. She, yeah. Yeah, well, she sees them at the orphanage, which we'll get to. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense how she finds them. Yes, yes. But yeah, so Spencer, then it transitions from that weird people, like all the souls, to Johnny Depp doing the... Hey, this is your brain. Was that yeah. the Johnny? That was Johnny Depp. That was that? a Johnny mm-hmm. Depp cameo. He yeah. looks so different then. Uh, it's funny. They got him. He didn't look like a pirate yet. <laughs> well, he didn't. He didn't look super young like he did in the first one. He didn't quite look like Johnny Depp like we know right. now. Tim Burton, Johnny Depp, if you will. Uh, <laughs> so. so yeah, he's like, "This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs." Everyone 
knows that PSA. Yeah. Uh, and then Freddy comes, smacks him with the frying pan, and is like, I don't know what you're talking about. This looks like some eggs. Uh, and Spencer thinks that's the funniest fucking thing. And I agreed. I was like, well no, done, No, you're wrong. That was not funny. <laughs> on on uh, Johnny Depp's IMDb credit for this movie, it says, Guy on TV, parenthesis, as Oprah Noodle Mantra. Oprah? What the fuck? Oprah Noodle Mantra. Is that what that is that was this an Oprah PSA? I wonder if we go through the credits it says guy on TV Oprah noodle mantra. Like they didn't Johnny Depp didn't uh, get his name in the credits. It was well, I know just, I know he's an uncredited like yeah. he didn't actually have his name so in it. So that's probably what it said. Instead of Johnny Depp it said Oprah, Oprah. noodle mantra. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, that's his stage name. Well done yeah. Johnny Depp. And then that's when Freddie's like, "Hey, do you want a trip?" And it becomes something straight yeah. out of the does 60s. He, does he give something to Spencer, or does Spencer just start seeing this stuff? Straight he just starts up? seeing it because okay. it's the he's still asleep in the. It, we, okay, yeah, I know he's in Dream yeah. World at this point, but I couldn't tell. Like, I was like, I was like, is this supposed to be because of the weed, or is this because of whatever?" Yeah, but. and the, the the thing also is is that the the nightmare connection tissue. That goes from this psychosis 60s acid trip colorific thing into a video game doesn't make any it's sense. In a god of Devita. In a god of Devita. Iron Butterfly. Iron Butterfly. Yeah, Iron Butterfly is playing. The TV starts bleeding psychedelic like colors. I say bleeding, I'm talking yeah. like yellow submarine type bleeding like it's colors. Right. Design. No, you, you think you're going to end up in some sort of tangerine dream nightmare bell bottom and tambourines clapping. Yeah, yeah. Instead, we transition to a Nintendo game. Yeah, like some sort of weird 2D, like... Cartoony, pixelated thing. Yeah. Like, Even at that time, the NES graphics were better than what they drew on that <laughs> screen. Now, no offense to any production designer who poured their heart into this. I'm glad you're out there doing it. I can't judge because I'm not, but... Nobody poured God, their heart. it did not look video game-esque at all. It looked like someone's, like, pop-up book of video game levels. Well, they had mentioned before, oh, Spencer likes video games, so of course he had to die. I missed that throwaway line. Video at the very games. beginning, he's playing the video game while his dad's Talking yelling at him, and he's like, oh. I know you can hear me. You're just playing those games all the time. Okay. So that's why they landed on that. And now Freddie apparently is controlling the, the computer characters of his dad with a tennis racket. Yeah, and he's using... In the video game. He's using like an Atari controller Yes, uh, to, beat, to beat up Spencer. Be like me. Be like me but at the same time what we keep cutting back to is tracy has found maggie and john and they're coming back to the house because she's like something happened to carlos oh. he's gone maggie's like i told you to go home she's like fuck it we didn't do it well he Some, says we tried but we, we tried can't leave. we couldn't so let's go back and find carlos and spencer's at the house and so like okay fine so they all end up going back to the the Nancy house. This is where we see Spencer in dream mode and he's fighting. Go ahead. Oh, it's so stupid. They walk in and Spencer's missing. She's like, I was right here. And then like, um, I guess they noticed that he's on the TV. Yeah. Right. John Doe is like, I'm going to get into his dream. Uh, hit me with a bat. Hit me with a bat. I'm going to knock myself into the dream. And she's like, you dummy. There's another way to do it. He's like, he punches her and she just cracks him asleep. Yeah. With that Which bat. is if you're knocked out, you don't fucking dream. Back to where number three, this was a really important big fucking power. But he Only just, one person could do it in three. Right. He just 
fall. How did he know about this already? How no, did John nobody Doe knows. know this? Because movie. Yes. Well, unless Freddy told him how to do this to basically get... No, because he already brought Maggie with him. Fuck it. This yeah, makes no sense. It's broken. It's it, a broken plot. So he falls into uh, Spencer's, Spencer's dream. dream, and then Tracy also just magically comes in after him. Apparently, she can sleep immediately and start dreaming R.E.M. immediately. Right away. Uh-huh. And she's like, I told you there was another way to do it with chi and relaxation. So John and Tracy walk up on Freddy. He's like in a little like little office area playing this video game and they just run in there and like grab the controller. Yeah. They like beat him up for a little bit and then I don't remember. Somehow they get knocked out of the dream and he closes the door and reveals that his glove is the power glove. He's like, you forgot about the power glove, (laughs) which do they have permission to use Nintendo power? No, they don't say power glove, but he does use their tag. No, he he says power glove. He goes, now you're cooking with power. That's what he says when he gets the, no, he says you forgot about the power glove. Get out of here. Now, now, You forgot the power glove. Whoa. I was like, I was like, wow, that is, I was like, do they have permission? I was like, I don't think that's permission. I'm guessing not. Uh, (laughs) It was a simpler time. So he uses his power glove uh, and kills Spencer by jumping him up and down a fucking hallway. Okay. Yes. He is controlling Spencer with the power glove and, on the screen, what we are seeing as the audience is we're seeing Spencer bounce around and move like fucking yakety sacks, <laughs> Benny Hill level fucking like hallway Scooby Doo gag, bouncing around unnaturally on screen. I was completely annoyed by this. It's so stupid. It's it's beyond campy, ham-fisted. It's like, this took me out of the movie so hard. Well, it gets worse because then they show what it looks like in real life, and he is very campy, hammy, That's jumping. what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. That's what I'm talking about. In yeah. real life. Wait, 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 wait. You see Spencer's body perfectly straight and stiff, jumping around as if it was a perfectly comatose, pixelated character through the real world hallways. And people see this and they're like, what is he doing? And they can't wake him up for no reason because it's never been a problem before in Freddy movies. You've always been able to wake people up and save them. Um, But the, the, the bouncing and all the effects of this are just overlaid with the most blase, bland sound effects from cartoons that we've heard since Mm -hmm. the 40s. Yeah. They're not video game sounds. They're cartoon sounds. And this is exactly why at this moment, this is where the movie completely falls apart and turns into a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. They're like Chuck Jones level sound effects. So Spencer ends up at the edge of the stairs and then a portal to hell just opens up at the foot of the stairs because Maggie's going to grab him and then a huge portal opens up and he falls down the stairs into hell and she makes no effort to stop it (laughs) she just watches it happen like all right well that happened uh Maggie's very ineffective how does Freddy open ineffective not ineffectual (laughs) how does Freddy open a portal to hell in the real world who knows who cares well he's in Springwood I assume in Springwood he has powers because he's and are all the adults real in Springwood? I assume or are they so. all figments of people's imaginations that Freddy's manipulating? I'm not quite sure, but there is a scene earlier we did kind of gloss over where I think one of the characters falls asleep and we watch him walking upstairs in the dream and in the real world, he's walking on nothing. Oh, and he yeah. Goes no, back, in, back in the uh, right. halfway house. So it's like whatever's happening in the dream happens in the real world too, whether or not there's a physical plane for you to step on in the real world, which like you just do it. And that's outside of Springwood. So that, Oh, that doesn't, and it never happens in any other Freddy movie, no. right? Cause when they're asleep, we even see it in the first one where she's running up the stairs and it becomes uh, like pancake batter. She's not running up any fucking stairs. She's just laying in bed in the third one. They go in these group sessions and they're just sitting in chairs 
So well, then how do you explain in the movie. first one the girl gets shot to the ceiling and spun around and blood? Freddie grabbed her. If Freddie acts on you, it happens. Okay, so if Freddie manipulates you in the dream world, you're physically affected by yeah. that. But if you're just dreaming it, you're not actually physically doing it in the real world. You can't move yourself. Freddie is the only one capable of moving you in the real world in the dream state More until this movie. Yes. Until this movie. Okay, cool. God, I'm so confused. Because uh, before this movie, you were it, the falling asleep just had all the same effects of falling asleep. Like when you're in a dream, you don't move because you're dreaming. Like the every other Freddy movie respects that. While Spencer's dying, uh, Maggie and John Doe go to an orphanage. Well, yeah, because Tracy's still in the dream world kicking Freddy's ass. Right. She like does like some flip shit and she's like, she kicks like, him right in the she balls. She immediately has this concept of like, well, I'm in dream world. I can basically be a total badass and starts fighting Freddy. Yeah. She has the collective knowledge of all the characters to three and four, but she didn't earn that knowledge. Yeah. Very just annoying. By the, just by the doc character training. That's it. Which right. would have made sense if that was Kincaid. But evidently, Kincaid dies. Yes. Yeah. Sorry for the spoiler for a 32-year-old okay. right. movie. Hey, no, I'm good. I'm good. They go to this orphanage, and they're like, oh, hey. Uh, I." They meet the, the orphanage oh, runner. Yeah, they meet the orphanage runner. I don't know what they're called. The admin. Manager. Manager. And they're like, she, she's like, oh, hey, I remember you. And John uh, Joe's like, oh, you remember me? And she's like, and I remember you, and I remember you. And she's just pointing to the air. Yeah, the orphanage manager yeah. is like basically talking to kids Phantom that aren't kids. there. Um, but they Which do made me think like, are these people real or not? I think they're real. They're just, you know, in crazy. a crazy. Yeah. Uh, they do find a draw conveniently find a drawing of a family and it says K Kruger. And he's like, oh, that could be anyone from Kevin to Kyle. But it's <laughs> definitely me. I do know that. Wait, does he say that? Yeah. From Kevin to Kyle, he's but like, it's definitely me. I drew this dude. This was my drawing. I'm a K. Yeah, he so <laughs> wants to be Freddie's kid. It's almost like he's like, I'm cool with this to have a dad. He's way too into it, right? Um, I think he's trying to justify why he's a piece of shit. He's like, <laughs> clearly, I'm a villainous spawn. I'm a Kruger. What do you want? Yeah, that's what I do. And they're like, oh my God, Freddie. And then like, and then uh, that's when John's like, I know I'm your kid. And he's like, you dumb son of a bitch. You're not my kid. She's my kid. He doesn't say she's my kid. He says, I don't have a son. I had a daughter. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Which uh, the audience has figured out at this point. We're, we're not dumb. We know what the fuck's happening. But everyone else in the movie is like, what do you mean? Well, John Doe got, is still asleep. Yes. And they throw him in the back of the van and they're trying to leave the town. And that's when he starts dreaming and the house just uproots itself and goes in the atmosphere and when he falls out he all of a sudden he has a parachute on he pulls a parachute well, and freddy's like floating in the parachute and comes down and starts sawing off the yeah the parachute he's, he's like you won't kill me i know because he's like oh you think i'm your daddy and he's like i don't have a son and then says, yeah, well, i had you a son. daughter and he's like oh fuck but i do like so john is like this is some bullshit nothing is gonna get me off of this bed and then freddy just sets the bed on fire he's yeah. like fuck and then he jumps out the window and that's when he starts falling with yeah. the whole in the real world is they're trying to get john into um the van freddy like vapor vapors himself into Maggie's head like he like uses her body he's like he's like time to transport or something like that and he goes inside her head now is this a new power that Freddie has where he can basically like 
go inside people and travel around? Yes, he's never done that before. Then it doesn't have to be his daughter. That's the only way he can get out. Because then she have to be there for him to actually transport. I out. guess according to this one movie, John was supposed to bring Maggie here. Yes, that was his whole purpose. That's why the little girl at the beginning was like, "You're going to help him." That's the implication, but it's never explained. Okay, yeah. um, so now let's let's go ahead and finish John Doe's death. Freddie saws off the last of the parachute strap, straps, and he goes falling down. And then, in very cartoonesque style, Ugh. like the Roadrunner or something, he pushes out a bed of nails into the street. And he tumbles and falls right onto it. And in the real world, he's got these puncture wounds and starts bleeding. And he wakes up for a minute just to go, not a boy. <laughs> John Doe's dead. Yeah. I was like, don't waste your breath on that. <laughs> like, it's, that's, I fucking hate this kill. And this is it. This is like the ultimate jump the shark, stupid kill. Like number yeah, one on my list of shitty. And lands on the fucking bed of nails. No, like, I don't care about that part. It's the way he pushes this bed of nails out all fucking comically. Wiley Coyote. Well, did you notice? Looks after, at the camera. Yes. Okay. Like, I would say, did you notice where he gets it to the middle of the road and he looks at the camera like, aren't I a stinker? I was like, get the fuck out of here, dude. He might it. as well just painted a tunnel on a brick yeah. for the van to crash into. <laughs> I fucking hate it, man. It's like, God, way to suck all the joy out of this. Oh, yeah, it's God. no longer a horror franchise no, at this point. It's a poorly done comedy now. So they make their way back to the um, orphan or shelter. The, the shelter. In Elk Grove or wherever it is. Right. And at this point, they're trying to get their wits about him, I guess. Well, and they like, go talk to Doc. Yeah. Well, first they're like, hey, uh, sorry, all these kids are dead. And they're like, dude, what are you fucking talking about? Oh, There's yeah. no John Doe. Oh, Th- yeah. These people don't exist. They're like, we went on this field trip and Spencer and Carlos are dead now. And they're like, we don't know who the fuck Spencer is. So now Freddie can mind wipe everybody's existences yeah. from other people. And Doc's like, he's not just killing them. He's erasing well, them. Well, Doc, Doc comes in and goes, I actually remember Carlos and Spencer. So Doc is is the only one who still remembers the kids that died. Everyone else has had their mind wiped like men in black. Because Doc is a fucking dream warrior. Well, yeah, Doc's like... Which I, would make sense if he was Kincaid. Yeah. If he's going to say it every time it makes sense. If it was a dream warrior. Uh, he's like, unlike the rest of these fools, I control my dreams. So his magic isn't working on me. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you talking so about? Dumb. And is everybody sleeping? What do dreams have to do with this? Yeah, nothing. at this point, dream world means nothing. But I thought that's what happened when he broke out of Springwood. It's like, oh, he's outside the dream world. He can function but no because they have to pull him out of dream yes. world to fight him at the end oh my god this movie is infuriating so doc is is uh, asleep at this point he sets a timer for whatever reason i don't recall why this is happening but he goes in and he starts fighting freddy and then freddy gives him some some exposition dump and he grabs he rips off a piece of freddy's sweater and comes back into the real world and he's holding and he's like we can get him we can bring him to the real world and we'll make him bleed yeah, He's which, vulnerable in the real world. The same plan they've used in every single fucking Freddy Krueger movie. Yeah, it's not new. No, but they act, work, I guess. they act like it's this big revelation. It's like, dude, we're like 20 steps ahead of you. And there is some scene where Tracy sees her father being all gross. And then she comes out of it and goes, my dad's dead, right? And she burns herself on yeah. the hot stove to wake up. In the dream, yeah. She burns yeah. herself to like wake up out of him because she knows that Freddy's fucking with her. But she kills her dad in the dream. Yeah, yeah. dude. And that was a well done special effect because yeah. she beats the fuck out of her dad with like a, an electric kettle mm-hmm. and then he just gets up and it shows his face and it's all like Play-Doh-esque and it's really gross. And he says something gross like, give daddy some honey or yeah. something like that. It's like, stupid yeah, one-liner. Like, oh, so now they've concocted the plan. They're like, Maggie... Maggie's like, I'm his daughter. She doses herself with Valium to fall asleep and gets, she sees Freddy's dreams because 
Freddy oh, is right. in her head. So this is where we get to feel. Oh, okay, so yeah, this, this is, is the, all this. Okay, the synapse electricity is supposed yeah. to represent Freddy's mind, and it looks so yes, dumb. So exactly. she's able to tap into Freddy's dreams and thoughts because he's in her brain. Right. This is the stupidest fucking thing, but I see what they went for now. And now we're okay. supposed to feel bad for Freddy because well, he had a tough childhood. Okay, yeah. So she sees um, flashbacks of Freddy as a small child in a classroom. Fuck this scene right now. I hate this. He goes in, young Freddy, young Fred Krueger, as a middle school kid, reaches in, pulls out a hamster, and then smashes it with a fucking hammer. Ugh. And it's like, they don't show it, but it's, it's you hear it. And it's I'm like, worse that they don't show it. I'm like, it oh, this is terrible. And then they're all like, son of a thousand whore. Or, um, psychopaths. Son yeah. of a thousand psychopaths or something like that. And it's like, all the kids are taunting them. And then he goes. Or maniacs. Son maniacs. of a hundred maniacs. Right. Son of a hundred maniacs. Which is a callback to, to four. The, yeah, yeah, the one with the, the nun. Yeah. And then, um, and then he kind of turns to like Maggie. He's like, do you see? My my childhood was fucked up. You see why I am the way I am. And then we cut to his dad, where he's like a, an older kid. Freddie's like seventeen. Yeah, and his he, dad's coming. He's cut Alice himself Cooper. with a he's cut himself with a razor to get himself prepared. Like he's like cutting himself yeah. and like giggling at the pain, Joker style. And then Alice Cooper comes down the stairs and he's like, "You're a waste of space. Are you ready for your like whatever? I don't know what daily beating or whatever." <laughs> they beat him with a belt, and then he's like, "It doesn't hurt." And he's like, "Oh, you know the." trick about pain is if you just stop acknowledging it it goes away or whatever um, and then he kills alice cooper in response right then it cuts again to freddie as an adult and this is where we find out oh shit maggie is this kid because he's like and freddie had a wife right and he kills his okay w- and he had a secret shed where he did all his dirty work and maggie and saw the mother found it so we have a dream where Maggie is seeing a small girl with pigtails, which we later find out is Maggie, sees Fred Krueger's wife come out of the basement terrified, screaming, and she says, don't worry, Fred, I'll never tell. I I, I won't, I won't tell. tell, right. And I he, won't tell. And then he's like, I told you never to go in there. And now, are we to believe that he was killing kids in there? Yes. Yeah, he was busy doing all his dirty work while he was married. Okay, so he was doing all that fucked up stuff that then he kills his wife. He tells the daughter to go inside. He says, go to your room. And then are we to believe that they took away Maggie because he killed his wife? Yes. Not because of the shit that was going on in the basement, but because no. he killed his wife. Well, no, they didn't take her away because of that. They take they took her away because she told. Yes. And he made a point that says, but you didn't keep a secret, did you? You right. told him. And then that's when they took her away and they killed Freddie. Because she goes, I won't tell, I won't tell. And he goes, but you did tell, didn't you? He didn't start killing these kids and messing with them after they took the daughter away. He was already doing this. Yes. And then the daughter opened her mouth and then they took the daughter away for safety reasons. And then they were like, went all vigilante justice on him. Let me explain this to you. And it's like this. Freddie's alive. He's killing and molesting kids. The wife Is the molesting out, thing like a legit it's, canon? It's, it's alluded to. Right? Okay, it's okay. never specifically said. So he's doing his, as in a living human being, he's yes. doing his killing. His wife finds out. Yes. The daughter finds out and tells. Then the town kills Freddy. And then Freddy starts killing from the dream world. To get his revenge for what they did yes. to him. Okay, okay. That's, that's that timeline. My God, that's convoluted. 
Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's actually not a bad fleshed out backstory, except for the fact there's so many variables that just aren't necessary to this overall plot. It's almost What's wrong with it is they introduced these variables in movie six. The last one, right? The Wait. last one. This should have been way earlier. It was unnecessary. We already got it. Freddy killed kids, somehow got out, because technically, in between him killing the kids and getting killed by the parents, there's a whole trial, and a, he does get arrested. Yeah, and somehow that's what I gets, thought, too. Yeah. It's way too convoluted at this point, and it's messy, and it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, there's just that's no logic. Don't try to humanize this dude. Like, right. don't try to, like, sympathize your monster. Yeah. And he's telling that, this is at the end of the movie, when he's oh, in he's the real world. Oh, he's telling to Maggie, this that's right. This is where he's trying right. to convince her not to kill him. It's like, <laughs> don't you understand? Don't you empathize with my position? That's what he's doing. At okay, that yeah, that's right. Okay, so we get this dream. She realizes that she is the little pigtail girl, and when they actually had her in, like, full adult, like, yeah. in the pigtail outfit, I was like, that's creepy. It looked real dumb. But one of my major problems with this movie is we call her a little girl, but she's really like seven or eight, six at the, she should have some memory of like who her parents were. Well, I mean, repressed memories can be crazy. You can block she's stuff out, but yes. press her whole childhood. After, like, after the, the seeing what she saw, having her dad taken away, the trial, yeah. the killing, she's got something there. You're just going to have to accept the amnesia portion of John Doe and apply that to her to some degree. Okay. I guess, right? yeah. I mean, that's the only way it makes right, sense. Right, because she's too old to have forgotten all of this. Yeah, like. absolutely. So now they're talking to Doc, and he's like, look, we can pull him into the real world. We're going to kill him. And she's like, I'll do it. I'm the daughter, whatever. He won't kill me right away. So they put her to sleep, and they put these, like, one of those pressure-sensitive electrodes on her head, and they're like, we're going to yank you out right when we see your heartbeat jump because right. we know that's when it's going to be happening. So she goes into well, the first, dream world. The, he also says, here's your 3D glasses. And she's like, what oh. the fuck do I want these for? And he's like, oh, this will help you determine what's real and what's not real. But it's also a clue for the audience to turn, put because on. Because he says in dreams, they can be whatever you need them to be. Right. And so she puts them on to basically see reality code if you will i, I don't would know have been just preferred is like why do i need these because it's a gimmick we're going with for this movie <laughs> and the audience needs to put them on so the last 20 minutes of this movie was shot and originally air aired i don't know she was shown in 3d i did like the three snake door like, yes i thought that was a cool puppet agreed so she goes into the realm and then there's a bunch of 3d nonsense that goes on if you guys really want to get into the weeds on it it looks, like, it looks like a, a, a claymation animated Primus video that looks cool as shit for the time. And then it's supposed to be in 3D and you go through all these bizarre synapse areas. And while she's in the dream, Freddie does show up and she just like bear hugs him from behind. <laughs> and he's like stretching his arms really long. I guess might have been a throwback to part one. Remember he had those really long arms? Yeah. That was well, that's great what I thought scene. too. Yeah. So he's struggling and then zap, they go back and she wakes up, but Freddie's not around. They're like, oh shit. And then somehow they like, she's like, but it's still 3D. Yeah. It's still the same or whatever. Poking at the screen. So yeah. I'm just like, what? So I guess maybe like Freddie, all right, if I'm trying to make some sort of headcanon, maybe the barrier between dream and reality has gotten very soft. And that's what they're trying to allude to here. Because they just of, couldn't explain it well enough. Right. Because of all the abuse that Freddie has done and the fact that he took over this town, like maybe it has punctured this barrier some and there's leakage. So I don't know. That's uh, whatever. I'll, okay. I'll accept it cool. because there's not a better answer. Yeah, they the have movie no other. Yeah. That's a better explanation than the movie does. <laughs> yeah. So they go down to the basement area and there's like a shelf 
locked closet of all the weapons they've confiscated from these kids and there's like Chinese throwing stars. Right, which they reference in the very beginning because they capture a fucking pipe bomb Because Spencer makes a pipe Spencer, bomb. And they're like, just put it in the basement with the rest of them. And they say, aren't the cops supposed to come take this stuff? And they're like, the cops are supposed to do a lot of things. And it's, it's like, like, the cops in this town suck. Bullshit. If you're making a pipe bomb, they're going to arrest you. You're on a list. Yeah, they're not just going to take the pipe bomb away and be like, bad boy. Like, you're going to fucking jail for making pipe bombs. Like... And while they're collecting all this weaponry, they look over and it's like, oh, there's Freddy laying on the ground on <laughs> yeah. some cardboard boxes. I'm like, I thought he was sucking his thumb the way it looked like. First, like, they reveal him. I thought he was like curled up sucking his thumb like. It's a really weird scene. And then Maggie goes over there and he's like, that's when he starts like, oh, don't you see why I'm like I am? They tease me. They made me this way. And it's like, no, dude, you were smashing rats. Yeah. You were basically there. Yes, they taunted you, but that's not enough to empathize and make you a, the sympathetic villain. Right. I don't want you. You killed so many people I with glee. I don't want to empathize with you. So they get in a tussle, and she ends up taking his glove away from him, right? <laughs> Did you just say tussle? It wasn't that I much. Know. This is so weak. Because they very quickly uh, trap Tracy and uh, Doc in a like locked jail room. Yeah, they're, the, they're in the, the, the contraband right. uh, cage, and they get locked in. They couldn't figure out what to do with three survivors. That would have been an unfair fight for Freddy. And they didn't want to kill those two characters. Right, so they just wrote them out. Oh, sorry, they're in a lot. Oh, the lock's jammed. And they start sliding weaponry through <laughs> yeah. like the, yeah. the chain yeah. leak fence. Here, here. And it's like, like a video game. Yeah, so he gets like pinned. Like she, apparently she's great at throwing stars. I don't know if you've ever thrown Dude. one of those. I did as a kid. They're hard as fuck she's to get to stick and stuff. A fucking expert. Yeah, she's a she's a ninja. Yes. So she's she's just like throwing projectile and projectile yeah, at him. Knife just like, and Chinese stars, and she's like circus pinning him to the wall. Like his his clothes, and he's got a knife through his wrist. She had taken his glove off his hand at this point. Like she had gotten the glove off of yeah. him, and then he's like put it on it'll feel right your family yeah i expected like oh is it gonna like mind power into the villain or something like why was he so so intent on her putting the glove on like well well, i think he like father like son i think he just wanted to like be like i'm not alone doesn't it well yeah Yeah. i really thought when she put it like he thought when she put it on she'd be like oh yeah i understand why he's a fucking gleeful murderer yeah (laughs) yeah his his logic falls short there i really love the pin cushion scene it was so fucking dumb and at this point i was so done with the movie like (laughs) we're talking about he's got a pin yeah just like all the projectiles like thrown into his body i'm just like the way they keep cutting to her they're not actually showing the results they're just like showing her Take one, take two, take three, take four, take five, take four. And then they cut to Freddy. He's like perfectly pinned in the wall. And you're like, oh, okay. That's, that's what a, she was doing. They should have just kept going with it and be like a bucket of paint, a fucking stuffed animal, you know, just yeah. like all this random garbage. Flush rush, son. <laughs> yeah. It's a cartoon. I'm just like, the only thing they're missing is like a, a, like a smell to form into a hand and grab someone by the nostrils. <laughs> they should have like, pushed like some TNT over and done the whole plunger bit. Yeah. You know, like they were that far away from it and could have done it. And it would have been like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. So at this point, now I have one question question before we continue as she's fighting him and gets the glove off she cuts his hand and like break bends his hand back she's like how does it feel to be human or something like that and breaks his hand backwards Mm -hmm. like basically right below the fingers mid like palm bends it backwards so it cracks and rips open and then when he's pinned against the wall he pulls his hand off the wall with a knife through it and then bends his hand back and it fits back perfect Mm -hmm. now it's still broken and he has to bend his fingers and he's in pain but is he human at this point he is, because he says, I forgot how painful it is to be human. But yeah. then he fixes his hand. If you have your hand yeah. broken back, you don't fix your hand. You're, li- you're looking for logic that isn't okay, there. Okay, This damn. movie abandoned logic oh, long this ago. This is so frustrating yeah. at this point. Freddy's powers, when he's in quote-unquote human form, have always been ill-defined anyway. So like, it's 
to me the, the least Is it supernatural, John. Yes, definitely. Okay. It's the least egregious of the many egregious things in this movie. But yes, like Mark said, there's no logic. Freddy's also here. got green blood, which I thought was crazy. Yeah, they should. That was in the before. dream. That was in the dream world when he's cutting oh. his fingers off, saying, "I've died by burial. I've died by." They even fire. tried holy water, like yeah. 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 So that just I just chalked that up to dream blood. So at this point, Maggie puts the glove on and then she walks up to him and she says something dumb. I'm sorry, I can't remember what it, it is. It doesn't point. matter. Yeah. I'm so drained at this point after this movie. And she basically jams the claws in his stomach and like lifts up. So basically she's killed him by glove. No, yes. not yet. Oh. Because then they hand him Spencer's pipe bomb. Oh, yeah. And he could put it in his mouth or whatever the fuck. And he explodes he, into yeah, pieces jam in his chest Yeah, in yeah, his chest. And then his head goes spiraling at the camera for your last 3D fact of the movie. And it's like his face, his head coming out of his mouth. His mouth. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a weird it's effect. Like a Pink Floyd video type. Can't thing. forget the last right, word. Says, that's famous last word. Right. Kids. That's how they thought they were going to end the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. This iconic horror cat, like, you know, known for his quips and being witty and scary and kids. That's how they were going to end this franchise. Oh, I can never forgive him. How did England sign on to that? I mean, I guess he just didn't want anybody else being Freddy, but like, how do you not be like, Yo, God, you guys got to rewrite this? Money. <laughs> he yeah, was making bank by this point. And don't get me wrong, this movie has a place, but it has a place in the fact that, like, you know, like when certain people like get I've just been in Hollywood or something's happened so long that you know, like when people call certain horror movies black comedies. I think it's just you're so desensitized to horror, you're just like, ah, ha, ha, isn't it funny that guy got decapitated? Like, I feel like that's what they got to at this point. They're like, oh, it's all just good fun and games. It's like a cartoon, if you will. And it's like, no. They it's just, funny because it's uncomfortable, not because it's goofy. Yeah, they just lost the thread. They lost what made Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street. And it's fine. I mean, for six years, every single year, there was a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Just boom, 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 and boom, And to be fair, boom. evidently the ones I've seen have been and decent. I think they just ran out of steam and they were like, throw whatever we can at the wall to see what sticks. Just um, kick something out. And, and they, the end of this movie is the Allison Chain, the Allison Chain, the, uh, the Iggy Pop song played over with a clip show of all the kills from every other movie, which, all the better movies. I appreciate it yeah. because I was like, ooh, what's that? I wonder what movie that's from. I want to watch that movie. Like <laughs> I saw some kills. I was like, ooh, I want to know what that's from. Uh, but yeah, I, it's a clip show. Yeah. They gave us a fucking recap of like, hey, remember all those good times we had? I think I think they were trying to make you leave with happy memories. <laughs> and I also think they were a victim of their own success in normalizing and popularizing Freddy Krueger. He had become a pop culture icon at this point. And I think the ma- quote unquote masses, for lack of a better word, just knew him from his witticisms. And like, so they were like, this is what people love. 110% on the fucking comedy. And right. the, the pressure of the fans in the celebrity status yeah. of Freddy probably affected how they, they wrote knew him. him as the goofy quipping monster right, and right. not like the kids, fucking psycho. Kids liked him, right? Like he was a household yeah. name. Everybody knew Freddy yes. Krueger, man. So it's like, well, we got to write him and let's let's tone him. Let's get rid of that because kids like him now and let's make him more of like a cartoon character. That's one of the funniest things in the movie, The Wedding Singer, was when that little kid comes in and he like has the Freddy Krueger mask on and he's like, Lindy, you're a fucking bitch. And he's like, go back to the boiler room. And it's like this little <laughs> like fucking seven-year-old kid like dressed as Freddy. I was like, wow. Yeah. I forgot how huge Freddy Krueger was. Icon. Everywhere, man. I mean, Jason's still better, but... We'll see after we watch Jason goes. Yeah, 
well, Jason Takes Manhattan. I don't think Jason ever crossed over to the level of mainstream popularity that Freddy Krueger did, where he was showing up on daytime TV and okay, shit. Okay, good point. That is well, very fair. He, he was on Arsenio Hall. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, but, but Arsenio had everybody on. And, woo, 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 but I woo, think... Woo. Can I get a woo from the rest of the... Nothing, nobody? Woo. Okay, woo. damn it, you guys. He, you're so right, white. though. Freddie Freddy was higher on the on the chart than Jason, but Jason was still a big deal. Jason yeah, never no. had rap songs. Jason like, never had... I think that did... I think that was better. I think it was better for Jason because he never had to appeal, quote, to the to the general populace. Jason Takes Manhattan is terrible, but it's not terrible because it tried to not be a Jason movie, which is what I think happened to Friday uh, to this one, to Nightmare on Elm Street 6. I can agree with that. So after Freddy blows up, the three little dream snake sperms that were inside him, the the these dream beings that evidently mm-hmm. exist in this like dream netherworld that possess the most evil thing person they can find get away. Are we to believe these are constants like, you know, like right. Galactus go, or, you know, they're going to go find the next Freddy Krueger. Yeah. There's some throwaway line in this movie. Where, like the dream beings gave me my abilities. And there's even a scene where he's in the house burning alive and they come to him and they're like, yeah. what do you want? And he's like, everything. And Unlimited I was like, wait, Limited power. And they go, of course you do. It's like, oh, you're snarky. I like you. But the thing is like, did he want everything? I thought he just didn't want to die. But it, uh, depends on the movie, I guess. In this movie. Damn it. This, I'm, I'm frustrated because like there's a movie here and it's just like at every turn, you're frustrated. I love this franchise. I grew up with it and this is how they thought they were going to end. Thankfully, they made a new nightmare, which a uh, million times better than this piece Now, of is shit. that canon? Is that part of officially canon of the... Canon? I, I mean, canon's a tough word in the, I think, the Freddy universe. Um... I don't know. No, it can't be. I mean, because those are all fictitious. In oh, Nightmare, right. it's, he's coming into the real. Nancy, Nancy's playing, yes. the actress is playing Nancy. Yeah, so all of that doesn't even matter. Okay, yeah. so, so this it's, is it's, a what if, it's a what if story. The story is, is like the being of Freddy Krueger came to Wes Craven and made him make the Freddy Krueger movies. And now that it's haunting, it's it's like, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, the yeah, idea. It almost took the what dream. What if my idea came to life? Right. It almost took the dream demon stuff from number six and did it better. Like, oh, see, that would have been interesting if they actually did like a real world take on that dream demon stuff. Well, do you think that's kind of what this is? I mean, it's really about the new nightmares about Only the power Freddy story. Only Freddy is the, the, the demon. dream demon. Now, and Freddy versus Jason is canon, right? For yes. Freddy Krueger and Jason lore. Yes. So it is, it's canon for both franchises. Honestly, that I just delete six and slide that one in, and then it makes more sense. Hundred percent. Six really fucks with shit. Well, six. He has to die in six to make sense for Freddy versus Jason. But yes. No, it doesn't because he doesn't. I mean, oh, he's no, trapped. Number, he's trapped inside Amanda, right? Six, yeah. Six and nine exist in their own weird fucking continuity. <sighs> if you slide both of those out from the Friday and the Nightmare franchise and slide Jeff Freddy versus Jason in, it makes more sense. The only thing, just because the glove came out at the end of Jason Goes to Hell, yeah. that's the only connective tissue that made people Is, go like, oh, they're going to do that movie. I'm cool with counting those out of the canon as long as we can count Jason X out of canon completely. No, that one stays. That's no, in canon. You. That but, one stays but it, no, it doesn't it's conflict. Terrible. You can't take it out because oh, you don't it's like so it. so bad. It doesn't conflict with Look, I'm it, going like to compromise, saying. but damn it, we're going to compromise. <laughs> well, it sounds like we would not recommend the final nightmare. Freddy's oh, dead. There's uh, like 
eight other good Freddy movies. You Go can watch. watch part one it's, or three. The, the, okay, yeah. If you're if you're into a little more like fun action, but like one is still creepy as hell. And even comparing two to six, two is a better movie. Yes, two, two is yet. a better movie. It's not what I don't. Two is not a great Freddy Krueger movie, but it is a good horror movie. So I, I can live with that. Six is nothing. It is not good at anything <laughs> that it accomplishes. It's a shame because, like I said, there was up until the Spencer video game nonsense that I was still kind of invested in. And I was like, yeah, 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 this is all right. This is all right. Oh, no. No, no, no. You know, we're shitting on this movie. Kudos to you out there who are making movies. Keep making movies. You know, they can't all be fucking bangers, as the kids say. But, like, I'm glad you guys are swinging for the fences. I'm glad you guys are trying things. Mm. But, damn, this story just kind of convoluted so much. I don't, I don't want to shit on people who, like, work their ass off on a movie. Now, it's unfortunate the movie's not good, and we're talking about the movie itself, not, like, the people who work on it. But, like, I feel bad shitting on something for this long because it's going, like, what I the hell? I feel like nobody involved in this movie, if we asked them right now, would say, oh, yeah, that was good. I don't, I don't believe that. I think everyone is cognizant enough to know that like, oh yeah, we tried our best and we made shit. That I, happens sometimes. Well, someone out there is proud of Hot to Trot. Okay, I got to <laughs> believe that someone's proud of Freddy Six. Maybe Alice Cooper. Maybe Alice Cooper. Well, what did you guys think of Freddy Dead? Freddy Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Freddy Dead. You say it. You do it. I don't want to do so it. So what did you guys think of Freddy's Dead, Jason Part? <laughs> okay, let me try that one more time. So what did you guys think of Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare? Hit us up on the Instagram, the Twitter, the Facebook. You can also find out more Grave Talk information at thegravetalk.com. And that wraps up our first episode of the best worst in show. X'd out worst in show. <laughs> worst in show. Uh, do you think it's going to get better from here? I can only hope, although I know I've already seen Friday Part 8 and it's a fucking miserable slog. Yeah. I will, we have we have hope that Halloween Part Six might be better. Yeah, I think Paul Rudd's in it. Ooh, I love a good Paul Rudd movie in Part Six. Yeah. Ooh. All Stay right. tuned for our last episode where uh, we'll tell you which ones of these we hate the most. I suppose. Yeah, we'll wrap it up then. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.